Hello, everyone. Good to see you back with us at Greenlight Reviews, the show where we talk about the movies. My name is Les Roberts. I'm Ann Elder. And today, Ann, we're going to review The Time Traveler's Wife, directed by Robert Schwenke and starring Eric Bana and Rachel McAdams. Mm -hmm. This is a screenplay by Bruce Joel Rubin from a very, very popular romantic novel by Audrey Niffenegger. Mm -hmm. I read the novel. I loved the novel. Oh, I'm so disappointed in this film. Listen, Les, I confess I didn't read the book, so I can't comment on whether Bruce Joel Rubin's adaptation of it is remotely worthy, but I can talk about a movie script and the preposterous plot line that was inspired by The Time Traveler's Wife, and I know it was a bestseller, but, you know, listen... This movie is so confusing. Now, I like time travel movies. I loved Kate and Leopold. Right. I love the classic movie of all time with Christopher Reeve and Jane Seymour, Somewhere in Time. But this time travel movie left me with nothing more than a bad case of jet lag. <laughs> well, what happens here is Eric Bana plays Henry. Henry has a gene in him. We don't know where it came from, but it causes him to involuntarily yeah. disappear uh-huh. and travel to some other time, usually a time in his life. He's not going back to, you know, the days of Genghis Khan or anything like that, but he's hopping around inside his own life. And, and it's dull, and I might add, so everything Henry does is boring. Well... <laughs> You're absolutely right. Okay, go on. I'm sorry. The only thing that isn't boring for some people, it Mm -hmm. was for me, is when he time travels, his clothes don't time travel with him. So he pops up wherever he is, stark naked. Yeah, naked as a jaybird. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so he has to borrow, beg, or steal clothes to walk around in. And money and food. It's difficult. But we don't really see that happening. We just see him leaving the scene. He pops up naked somewhere and then he runs out of wherever he is, whether he's stuck in a window of a store or he's hiding in the... Well, I don't want to get ahead of you. Go ahead. Keep talking, Les. Tell me what the movie's about. Well, when Rachel McAdams, who plays Claire Absher, when she is six years old, she's out playing in a meadow, and all of a sudden, here is Henry. And Henry is in his 30s. Yes. And he's naked. And I guess her parents did not talk to their child about naked men approaching them in the bushes. Right. So we have to accept that. Well, we have to accept the fact that Claire, little six-year-old Claire, goes and talks to the character Henry, who is hiding in the bushes, so we don't see anything. And she, luckily enough, as a six-year-old, has brought along a little picnic blanket, which, of course, she gives to Henry, who then puts it on so he can come out and talk to her. I don't know, Les. It's a little far-fetched. Come on. And then what happens, of course, is that he has to leave, whether he wants to or not, and we see him leaving. We see him disappearing piece by piece on the screen. Yeah. And when I saw that the first time, I didn't know how bad this movie was going to be, mm-hmm. but I saw that the first time and I thought, they should never have made this film. They can't do the magic that was in the novel on screen, no matter what they do. And I don't think that the writer and the director and the actors found themselves up to this challenge. Years ago, Demi Moore and Patrick Swayze made the movie Ghost, which was written by the same writer, Bruce Joel Rubin. And the audiences adored that picture because the chemistry between 
Demi Moore and Patrick Swayze was so intense. You really bought the fact that here were two people who were so passionately in love that they would overcome the concept of his being a ghost. Listen, that's far-fetched, I know, but that movie worked because you believed Demi Moore and Patrick Swayze in those characters. And by the way, those are not two great actors, but they worked in Ghost. They worked very, very well. Exactly right. In The Time Traveler's Wife, you have two very competent, very attractive people. I didn't buy the chemistry between Claire and Henry, not for one second. And it became ludicrous as the movie goes on and very confusing. If you recall, Les, he visits her as she's growing up several times in that meadow hiding behind the bushes. He's always naked, and she gets older and older. Finally, the two of them sometime in real life are supposed to meet cute in a library. She recognizes him. He doesn't know her from Adam. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. You've been meeting her all of your life hiding behind a bush. (laughs) So the whole concept was really confusing. It was such an impenetrable maze. I felt like a rat in a lab. Nothing made sense. And it was all so arbitrary. One minute he's there, Is it because of stress that he goes away? I don't know. He left on their wedding day. Then he comes back in time to be the groom in the ceremony. But when he leaves, he's 25. And when he comes back, he's 40. What does that all mean? And they go up to their hotel suite, of course, after the wedding. Yeah. And they're jumping on the bed and having a wonderful time. And all of a sudden, he's gone. His clothes are in a heap on the floor because, again, he can disappear, but he can't take his clothes with him. Ah, please. Then how about when they decide to have children? So now Claire finds that she's pregnant, and she keeps losing. And this isn't funny, but, in fact, again, it's so mysterious. She keeps losing the babies during her pregnancies. Well, now we find out, and they theorize this, that the embryos have that same disappearing gene and that they're disappearing from inside her. I mean, you got to be kidding with this premise. Well, again, it works in the novel. It is magical. It is very lovely. It is very loving. Mm. It's a women's kind of novel, but my lady made me read it, and I said, this is very, very good. And we were both looking forward to seeing this film, and it's really, really kind of a disaster. I think it is. And I don't think that the actors, as competent and as able as they are, can save this picture. There are all kinds of supporting actors. It doesn't matter. None of them are really very good. It's just a messy movie. And you know, Les, you see a picture like this and you think of all the potential that's wasted. And as an audience member, you realize that Henry and Claire, because it's tipped right from the beginning, they are not going to survive their lifestyle. And it's going to be one long, unhappy fairy tale. And you think, well, I go through this for two hours. Why should I suffer? You know, it's not <laughs> worth it. So, you know, maybe I would have done better just reading the book and skipping the movie altogether. All I can say is, for me, the whole thing that I get from this movie that this guy, Henry, is the kind of person who leaves his clothes in a heap all through the picture, so like a man. (laughs) So I have no choice except to red light Time Traveler's Wife. And listen, I look forward to seeing Eric Bana and Rachel McAdams in other movies. Hopefully, they'll be separate. Well, Rachel McAdams has become one of my favorite young actresses. She is very, very beautiful. Those eyes are terrific. She looked at him with such love. 
And I think one of the problems in the film is that he doesn't look at her in the same way. I'm sure he tries to. I mean, he's acting being the love of her life, but he's not doing it. I'm not going to give it a red light, Anne, because Mm. I think Rachel McAdams was lovely to look at in this film. You are kind, Les. I'm a wonderful human being. But (laughs) I'm not going to give it a red light, but I'm certainly not going to give it a green light. My yellow light that I am awarding to the time traveler's wife is flickering and almost out. Mm -hmm. A red light from Ann Elder and a barely flickering yellow light for me for the time traveler's wife. Well, we are going to look forward to our next movie, whatever it's going to be, and whether it's good or whether it's bad or whether it's in between, as so many films are. We love seeing them and we love to come in here and review them and talk about them because that's what makes every movie fun. So until we see you again and share more of our reviews with you on Greenlight Reviews, my name is Les Roberts. I'm Ann Elder. And Greenlight Reviews hopes like heck that we're going to run into you guys having a better time than we did at this film at the movies. Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotis, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, Yeah. right? And yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? (laughs) The Bigfoot thing is people have seen these and and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Tripodis. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.